Welcome to Do That Well. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, and virtually along my side, Karen Thrall. Today on Do That Well, we are going to talk about filler words. We will talk about how you can lessen your use of filler words, as well as other words that you might be able to use to replace those filler words that might actually also help you sound a little more sophisticated. And and who would have thought that there's actually words you can literally use instead of (laughs) filler? (laughs) You know, what's funny is literally is a filler word and I just did one. (laughs) This will be interesting. This is going to be an interesting episode. This is going to be a a fun time. So... There's another one, a filler word. But the reason that we're doing this episode is in editing, Karen and I realize that there are certain words that we tend to rely on a lot. For myself, it's the word like. Horrible, horrible offender. (laughs) (laughs) And as we dug further into our editing, we just found that there are more and more little words that we're using Mm -hmm. as filler. And for ourselves in this journey and making this podcast, it was something we recognized we want to be more Mm -hmm. aware of and something we would like to cut down on. And we figured that might be something that our audience is curious about as well. Mm -hmm. It's been, I have to say, it's probably one of the coolest things about doing this podcast and listening to us, our recording and seeing all that, I didn't even know I had all these filler words until we started doing a podcast. The ums, the you know, the so, the like, the actually, <laughs> the literally, and, and there's so many. And why do we do it? Like, why do we have filler words in the first place? What it, what are we trying to convey? And and how do we? minimize them because they're not going to go away completely and you don't actually want them to go away completely, but minimizing would be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And it's interesting because different people have different words that they'll rely on. And sometimes it's not even necessarily just a word. It can actually be a turn of phrase, something that we'll find that we rely on heavily, or maybe it's one that we just learned. And so it crops up in our vocabulary a lot. So the more you listen, the more you'll start to identify in yourself as well as those around you, all of these filler words that we really do use in our language. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because there's a, some of the main reasons that most of us are familiar with is we uh, are nervous. Uh, we're unsure fully of what we're trying to say we're unprepared so we're having to wing it a little bit so those are three that are big we're in a hurry so we're rushing through our thoughts and so it's very natural and we are we all do it and bringing it to attention I think is going to help well, it's definitely going to help me because now I'm now I'm going to have to hold myself accountable. <laughs> but this is such a great episode, and it made me—I know personally—made me want to look at the English language even beyond that. I started like as soon as we started doing filler words, and I started thinking, well, why don't I use that word anymore? And how, what about that option? And and I started exploring the English language as well. So this would be cool. So before we really dive in and get into the meat and bones of this episode. Let's talk a little bit more about what filler words are. I know, Karen, as we were preparing for this episode, something that we talked about was that there is this difference between a filler word that you're using 
truly is just filler and then a filler word that you're using when there is likely another word that would suit the same purpose that would sound more prestige. (laughs) So when I say that, an example, I said earlier that I know I use the word like a lot. And a lot of those times when I'm saying the word like, it's not because I am trying to give an example. So I'm not mm. using like in the to mean as an example. I'm just using like the same way someone would say um or stutter. I'm doing it really just to fill space. Mm-hmm. So the way that you're going to attack and combat that and try to take that word out of my vocabulary is going to look differently than if it was only because I was using it always to say an example or for mm-hmm. instance or mm-hmm. such as. So those are words I could use instead of like, but that's not going to help me if I'm just using like yeah. as a breath almost. Yeah. And it's almost uh, to find out what is the word that you, that you lean towards for my for me it's the word so and now that I'm aware of it I say it a lot like I say so a lot (laughs) and I'm I stop myself and I'll go so 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 I'm trying to (laughs) I'm trying to stop saying the word and there it is again like I keep and calling it because I read an article where it's actually good to, to just call it out so you're aware of it and I start my phrases with, so Karen, how are you? So I'm doing good. Like there's no need for this word. So to be there. And what I've been learning is to pause. And I think for me, I need to pause before I speak. It's almost like I'm inhaling. So, and then I'm going to say what I have to say. And if I can learn how to just pause, Karen, how are you? I'm doing great. And I, I know that's going to help me a lot, that one, two second lull and to dive right into the actual sentence. So that's one of my one of my tricks I'm, I'm working on as we speak. This is like a live. <laughs> this is live learning happening right here. And slowing down, I think, is a really good starting point. Uh, you know, bringing your awareness to it and slowing down. I know that I also tend to lean on my filler words such as like more when I am really trying to speed through saying something or when my mind is racing faster than my mouth can keep Mm -hmm. up with me. And so that's when a lot of those filler words start coming in because I'm not really connecting my speech to where my brain is at. Mm-hmm. Anybody that is ADD or ADHD out there mm-hmm. knows that one really well. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that another one that I'm working on and I'm seeing some success already, which I'm very happy about. I did not know that I say, you know, and I am using, you know, to volley back the conversation or to get a response or to just. Um, finish what finish my sentence I'm finished I'm finished talking you know (laughs) and I could just say I'm finished talking now but this you know it's like I'm announcing that I'm done and I would like a response please 
and I don't need to do any of that. And I've been that one I've been working really hard on. And the reason is there was one time we were editing this podcast, one of the episodes, and I said, you know, 14 times. And that's when I went, wow, like that is a lot for 30 minutes. And like, well, no, actually 15 minutes of the 30. I'm saying, you know, 14 times. That's one once a minute. And so that was a big, uh, just, it was a huge wake up call for me. And I am forcing myself to just stop the sentence, even if it's awkward, because I don't want to use that filler anymore. That is a really hey, Brenda, common one. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. You know what, what I'm I mean? saying? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? That's, that's such a common one, though. I know that I say you know a lot as well, and I can, I can hear my friends saying it in my mind right now. I think that's one that we all tend to lean on a lot, mm-hmm. and I do think sometimes when we say you know, we're trying to create buy-in. Mm-hmm. I know that sometimes I use it that way. It's a way of me saying, what do you think? Or mm-hmm. do you agree? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> so even there it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> but even in that example, you can mm-hmm. see that there is another way that you can still say, you know, without actually mm-hmm. using the words, you know, if you are using it to try and create dialogue with someone else and the thing is to even say what do you think you know you're having an opinion just like you said earlier what do you think what do you think about that which is actually a way more fun phrase to say because the person is going to respond for sure what do you think about that and instead of just doing the you know another one too that i think that we're all really familiar with and It's, um, well, here I go. I just did it. (laughs) Guess what it is, Brenda? Guess which word I was going to bring up. Um. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) And that is also, and I did it right there where I'm thinking of how to formulate the phrase. And instead of being comfortable with silence, I throw in an um. Because I want you to know that I'm not done talking yet. And I'm just trying to gather my thoughts. So there is an element of being uncomfortable with the silence and not losing the listener. And we we just go um and ah uh, and um and ah. Uh. Those are hard. To, those are hard to to break. They are they are very much part of our culture. In Canada, it's a, you know, e h. So it's the 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 filler word is a. <laughs> and in I find in in the states it's um. Um, and I, so the Canadians end the phrase with a filler and the Americans start a phrase with a filler. <laughs> so we've got it covered. Both nations together, we've got this covered. <laughs> and it is so interesting because it is going to change as well geographically, depending on where you are, the different filler words that might be present. So we can see, you know, <laughs> Let me actually say every single filler word in succession for you right now because I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to say next. <laughs> That's where we're at. Oh, man. What I was trying to say <laughs> is that this is such an interesting topic and you can see that the 
deeper you dive into this topic, the more there is to uncover, the more filler words we're finding, the more heavily you start to recognize you're leaning on these filler words. And it's not our intention to make anyone feel bad about the way they talk, but it's something that we recognized we do a lot. And we would like to change for ourselves. Yeah, yes. So. <laughs> and I am um, doing the research. There are some really cool resources or techniques to stop using filler words. If you want to, we want to. And I think in, in the second part is also of this podcast is when we're, we're going to get to like, well, what can we use? What words can we use? So for now, but some of the things we can do to stop filler words and uh, I'm practicing that. So the first one is practice is you practice. And that's why I was telling you when I use the word so, I go so, 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 so. <laughs> I just make a joke out of it because it's driving me crazy how much how many times I use the word. And I'm practicing stopping and I'm making a joke out of it. Uh, another one is relax, like we were saying earlier, is relax and slow down your thoughts. Slow down, calm yourself, breathe. There's no hurry. We have all the time in the world for you. And, and for those of you who are being mindful of filler words, to give that gift to the other person. There's something about when someone sees that I'm very relaxed and I have all the time to listen to you. So take your time. You're, you're going to empower and uh, somebody else to, to find all the words they need without feeling rushed. So that's a really cool one. So pause, rest, like slow down practice and the one that I thought was really interesting and what we're doing is they suggest you record yourself and then play it back and this way you can listen to all the filler words well that's what we're doing every week you know we sit in front of this editing machine going oh my gosh you know and I have to (laughs) you know I'm trying to find all the so's and if you look at the if you look at the reading there's a like the so actually has a little a little um it has the same consistent lines in, in the volumes. And so I just look for those consistent lines and I can tell you there's a, so there's a, so there's a, so there's a, so and editing now, but they do say to record and hear yourself. And it is true. I am, well, I can witness to that. It's so true that what you find out about how you talk, it's all there. Really, really interesting. We've talked about recording yourself before uh, in a different context But it is a powerful tool when you're trying to learn a new skill that involves your voice. Mm -hmm. Recording yourself and listening back to it is a a really effective method to learn more. I think, too, on a professional level, if if you're somebody like me (laughs) who needs – who doesn't think on their feet and does need time to reflect on their thoughts, two quick solutions. One is – uh, give me a minute, uh, skip, skip my turn, give me a minute and come back to me. I'm going to gather my thoughts and you just call it out. So if you are somebody who says, um, and, uh, and like, and so, and you're finding yourself, it's, it's losing your voice. You feel like your voice is being lost in these filler words and you don't have that punch and that confidence, just ask to be skipped. And then you will, you will go next. And this way you're gathering your thoughts. The second thing to do is be more prepared. As much as I don't want to be prepared when it comes to speaking, I have to be prepared. I, 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 man, I admire the people and I have tons of friends. They can just wing it. I mean, it's brilliant. 
I'm so impressed and I look up to them for it. I don't have that. I don't have that. So if I'm going to share my thoughts, I really do have to rehearse them, reflect on them, write them down and slow everything down and be sure of what I want to say. And that really does help filler words. Even in our podcast, I can tell when I'm confident about a subject, I will be more relaxed. And if I'm uncertain or I need to do more research, I can hear I can hear everything shifting in me. And I'm sure the listeners, you can too. You can tell. Oh, Karen, Karen loves this topic. Oh, Karen's not sure of this topic. <laughs> and they do say, like, it's good to just talk about it and bring it out into the open. We're all, you know, it, what is, we're do that well. Hey, do non-fillers well. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all some really good tips on how we can try to lessen the filler words when we're using filler purely as just that, Mm -hmm. filling time, filling space. But we did promise you that we were also going to talk about when you're using fillers because it's a word that there is an alternate word for. That sentence was structured (laughs) oddly. Hopefully you're all still here with me. (laughs) Uh, Such as like earlier, Mm -hmm. when you're using it to actually say, an example, or for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. So there are mm-hmm. a lot of words that we use where a better, or there's a different word that could better suit your needs. Mm-hmm. So let's transition into that because okay. I think this is a, a bit more fun because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is something yeah. that you can action really quickly. Mm-hmm. With that, I noticed it was something you can also do to help you is in your emails, see how many times you repeat the same word and change it. So that's going to help you as well to learn how to use different words in your vocabulary. And uh, let's say my, for me, I use the word great and very good and very great and awesome and fantastic, terrific. Like I try, I I'm constantly trying to change the words around um, in my emails so that I'm not regurgitating the same adjectives or the same adverbs or the same words over and over again. That will help in when you're speaking. You're just going to increase your uh, your repertoire of words to use for. You know, what for are filler- some other words that we typically use where there is a different word that we could use instead? So we went over like. We also touched on you know earlier. Mm-hmm. If you're using, you know, as a way to create dialogue. So instead of saying, you know, you could say, what are your thoughts? What's your perspective? Do you have anything else to add? The, the, another one I think is really common is, okay, yeah, uh, um, sure. If these really one, okay, yeah, sure, cool. Can you see how that the perception that can leave a perception. Okay. Yeah, sure. Cool. If I said that same reply and I went, certainly, of course, absolutely. I agree. Excellent. It's, it is a contrast for sure. It's a contrast. And, and how do you, I think you want to, what do you want to convey? You actually brought up, and I'm going to pass this back to you because I liked what you said. How do you want to convey yourself in different cultures and different environments, different groups? 
there you, there is you're always going to be your best but there is different vibes in each environments that you don't like you could be playing badminton and going certainly <laughs> can you throw that <laughs> certainly can like you can't do that but in, I don't know why I said badminton <laughs> where did that come from badminton okay anyways <laughs> But, you know, there is a time where I'm going to go, yeah, yeah, I'll throw it over because it's casual and it's comfortable. Certainly, I will toss that <laughs> over to you right now. <laughs> so we do have to figure out to certain environments. I'd love to pass that back to you because you're the one who actually brought that up, which I thought was very insightful. And I said, actually, which is a filler word. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just going to say that I'm I'm fairly confident that we've used more filler words in this episode <laughs> than any other episode so far yeah. because we're trying to avoid them. It's Murphy's Law. It's Murphy's yes, Law. I agree. <laughs> but no, I do think that in this conversation of trying to widen our vocabulary, decrease filler words, use more eloquent words instead, you do want to keep in mind your audience and who you're talking to because as you said – the tone or, you know, the, what's the word that I'm looking for? The the complication or, you know, or of the word that you're using. It's not always going to be right depending on the setting you're in. So in a professional setting, if you're at work, you probably are going to err more towards the side of saying things like, certainly, of course, let me, how can I action that? What, what is my objective instead of saying my goal? What is my objective? You know, words like that, I think in the workplace, you're going to find yourself leaning on a lot. Whereas if I'm just talking to you, Karen, I don't need to say, well, what is our objective for this podcast today? I can say, yeah. what, are, what are we thinking? What are our <laughs> thoughts? What are our goals? Because mm. it's a more casual setting. And the reason that I did think of this was because at one point in my time, I did actually have someone tell me that they thought that I was over-speaking. And to be quite honest, when I was told that, I didn't even know what that word meant and I had to look it up, which probably proves I wasn't over-speaking because I didn't even know what over-speaking meant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was this idea that I was being too verbose, so that I was using words that were too big or not accessible or not words that everybody would have a grasp of. And so they felt that I was alienating people a little bit with the way that I was talking. Basically, it was a nice way of telling me that they thought I sounded kind of pompous, which is fine. <laughs> However, it did get me thinking about this idea that you need to think about who your audience is when you're talking to them yeah. because you that's also buy-in, one of our favorite things that we like to talk about, buy-in and report, yeah, that's a good point. right? So yeah. if you can cater your language to the person that you're with, you're going to create more rapport with that person. You're going to create more buy-in. Mm -hmm. It's going to make a stronger bond mm -hmm. because you're mirroring them. And people mm -hmm. like that. We like to feel like we can identify with the people mm -hmm. that we're talking to and conversing with. So we have filler words. So our purpose for filler words is how do we figure out how not to use filler words so that we can have fuller sentences. Um, our confidence can really shine through. We're not doubting the thoughts. We're slowing down. We're gathering, you know, we're taking the time where there's all these reasons why we want to not have filler words. It, it does enhance um, your, the listeners. 
the less filler words you use, the more enjoyable it is to listeners. So for those of you listening, if you would like to do more speaking or you would like to, or you're in boardroom settings or things like that, filler words, like pay attention. That's one place you can just start removing them. The second thing I'm hearing you saying is culturally, environmentally, uh, just we're going to be very casual in some settings and then we're going to be a little more formal. That is really good advice, Brenda, because I would say it's worth exploring. It's worth, if you do well by being a little more formal in your English, why not? If if the environment is really pr- promoting a little bit more formalities, enjoy it, have fun with it. And if the environment is promoting super casual where you don't have to finish any sentence and you can do, you can just just relax and just let it be and have the lingo and the slang enjoy every moment of it and what I would say as well is always be yourself like you don't want to have a you don't want to polish your English language to be impressive you want to polish English language because it's fun because you're enjoying it and you want to expand your vocabulary and you're not doing you're not doing casual because you want to be you want to fit in and you want them to like you well no that's not why you're doing it. So I, I really appreciate what you said, Brenda. There's some great advice in there. And thank you for adding that addendum in a way (laughs) to my thought, because that is a really good point. I do think, as you said, you do also need to make sure that you're not throwing authenticity out the door when you are thinking about your audience and, and the way that that's affecting your speech, because Mm -hmm. it does still need to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can definitely think of times where I've used a new slang word that I thought was really cool still, and it wasn't. Granted, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I made a joke about it. Like, people still say this, you know, (laughs) but... Yeah, yeah. I but it's a, it is it is a thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So you you do need to make sure that it still feels natural to you, and that it feels authentic to you, and that it's something you would actually use. <laughs> I actually thought it'd be fun to um, start a trend on some words. I do have a couple that I yeah, think would be fun to start. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd like to bring back noisome, noisome. Well, N O I S O M E. It means annoying and and obnoxious, like a noisome office or a noisome a noisome store or a noisome. And it's just like an it's an annoying noise. <laughs> I like oh, that. Oh, Karen, you're being so noisome because <laughs> it sounds kind of nice. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> No, I wasn't. Like, you know, like instead of saying such harsh words, like "oh, don't be obnoxious" or "don't be annoying," like, oh, so noisome, noisome. <laughs> so I thought I'm gonna start a new trend of noisome. I like that one. You know, so yeah, the kids are playing in the park. It's very noisome. <laughs> the train is going by my house. It's very noisome. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw that one out there. Noisome. It may That's not stick, a... but it might stick. But it might. Know. it might. It might. Okay, I have one for you though. Okay. What is elf, it? Elf lock. Elf lock. What? <laughs> what is that one? It probably happens to you in the morning if you don't braid your hair when you're sleeping. It gets all tangled, curly oh, hair. Oh, tangled. So you can okay. you can say Victor. Oh wow, my hair. It's elf lock. <laughs> elf. 
<laughs> you go to salon and go, oh, okay, can you do something with the elf lock? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's uh, that one. Who says really funny. who says elf lock? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody says elf lock. There's the duck in the commercials that says <laughs> Aflac. It's very there similar. But yes. No elf lock. I bet you're gonna start saying it. Elf lock. What am I gonna do with this elf lock? I gotta put it up in a braid. Yeah, I see some of my elf lock right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. See, this is fun. This is a fun thing. Expanding your vocabulary. It's a fun topic. Well, on that note, that is all the time we have for today on our episode about filler words. I know that I am going to be listening very carefully to all of my recordings and you know, making those little tick marks, seeing how many times I say things like, you know, and like, and so, mm-hmm. and we'll play a game in, in a month. Let's see if we've yes. decreased it all. Yes. We're going to so start tallying can, it. So if any of you audience members want to play along with us, <laughs> take a tally of how many filler words we use today, and let's take another tally in a month and see yes. where we're at. Here Hopefully we there's some improvement. I like that. That's a great, a great goal. <laughs> it's a great objective. Just... <laughs> all right. Well, that is all we have for today. And thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Do That Well. Bye-bye.